drive into smaller villages or smaller places where they don't have it. That's a genius. It would have its own water source and everything. So it's fill tanks. And yeah, fill tanks and then go. And then you have a set schedule that people <coughs> expect you. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if it works. Here it's probably not going to work at all, but over there it's probably going to work. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. We went to it the same place every time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. With the set schedule. He wanted to have a laundromat here. Yeah, yeah, well, you guys have been sitting since I'm going back, and I gotta go over there, you know, so. Yeah. Get in where you fit in, and you guys fit in perfectly there, so. Mm. We'll just select all the ones that are stopped in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll open up a few in Estonia just, you know. We'll clean up your town for that, right? <laughs> I'm messing with you. Everyone's gonna walk around smelling good. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I pitched these ideas to my sister, and she's like, can't do anything, there's too much competition, right? No, don't worry about competition. Sorry, sorry, I try to tell, like, competition is healthy. The competition is good. The more of it, the better. I mean, to the healthy proportions, of course. But, you know, that's why so many people... <laughs> you just got to be cleaner and better. Yeah. Double wash, double dry. <laughs> So, for the past, I don't know, year or so, Yana, how long do I, do, have I seen those numbers? For the past two years, I have seen the number 333, you know, in different varieties. So, 33 or... Yeah, on the phone like, like, I'm just doing my own thing. I literally pick up the phone to look at it. 333. Yeah, yeah. And, and so this got blown up at 333. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's on the 33 parallel. There's, there's, there's a word. The guide stone's on the 33 parallel? It's a company that's not in the middle of the parallel. What makes you think of a Oh, you know, there's conspiracy theorists on YouTube and they're analyzing it and they're showing the angles and how it was blown up on one side and it was hit from the top, obviously, because, and they were saying there was lightning storms on the ground. And it's just hypothesis. Than we're making no, them at the I mean, point? Biblically speaking, and the Georgia Guidestones, they're talking about the population now, it's supposed to detract. They were using the population oh, at 8 billion right now. They got talking. what they wanted, it'd be 14 out of 15 people. Yeah, yeah they want like what, 5, 5 million people? Yeah. Yeah. And then most of them would be Asian because they're already kind of yeah. already induced to being controlled. Well, there's twice the Bible says that. Hi! There's twice where the Bible says that there's a third of the population of the earth is going to die. Wow. Well, you know, that's why who's going to be left? The people that don't take the cures. Well, well um, what's his name? The comedian was saying that can't be right because they're going to kill all the people that follow them. The number that's going to be left is going to be like the revolutionaries. I already gave up. Can't give you know, me much. How are you? Okay. Uh, 
Good to see you. Um, there's no old type seat opener anymore, huh? Right here, Frank. You can sit here. Go ahead. Frank, go ahead. No, mom's not gonna sit. She's gonna leave. She's gonna leave. Bill Burr. It's all right, bro. Bill Burr was saying if all the people with the vaccines are killed, then all that's left is gonna be able to, you know, going against the government. That's how they want. Yep. And so, yeah, I don't think vaccines are killing people. I think they're more uh, manipulating DNA, you know? Yeah. It just makes them more susceptible to whatever else happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he gets up in the middle of the night and he gets around the whole yard. up in the air, you know, because if I'm going to blow them up, which I do, I better not say too loud, we have cell phones in the room, but, uh, you know, I would have brought, you know, enough force, you know, demolish them. Did you yeah. see how quickly they moved all the debris, though? Like, mean, the day right after, immediately, because they didn't want that to have a forensic investigation. Well, that happened at 3, 3 a.m. at 33, and then the next day, they have an excavator there, removing it. Yeah. I mean, That's come on, bro. They're only blue Come on. So, only blue one of five, though. I don't watch news, but is that yeah, stuff on bit. the main uh, mainstream news at all, or not? No, no. I, I had to research that off the news. I doubt it. Independent news. So I don't even support the event. I was like, well, that was a really tough tendon. It's going. The ticket's green too. I know. I was missing you. Well, we missed you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, we gotta stay positive. Many people are running around thinking the world's gonna come to an end. I can only hope. Says it all. Our world Wishful is thinking. I can't yeah. wait to watch it all burn. Yeah, their world. <laughs> I don't care if it's in a giant mushroom cloud or if it's in a giant earthquake. Yeah, well, I don't think we could be friends, you know. <laughs> I, I don't want to hang out with you and having those hopes, you know. <laughs> Just in case your hopes come to fruition, you know. I'm not a pyro. I am. I don't want to be on the business end of the market. I'm certified. Well, I love, I love our father's creation. I love all the things he's created, absolutely. He's going to make it new. But the new, he's going to everything. But the new Jerusalem will come down on the earth at that time. The new Jerusalem. Two jobs a new city of peace. Doesn't that just sound so nice? But I've been working out of the San Jose, Santa Clara County since uh, 2015. And uh, I got laid off from working at Google, Cupertino, So I'm on book two. There's book one, book two. Book one or local, book two. So work's coming slowly. But uh, I'm hoping it doesn't. Get worse. I try Maybe to get if you're on a plane, you can find that in. Yeah. I'm trying to be positive. When you're in Washington, the uh, why is Baby Girl out there? Why is Baby Girl? You're locked into the South Bay Electricity Union, right? I'm not even I can go to any of those. I don't remember if I did. 617, which is San Mateo, or if I go to San Francisco. I choose San Mateo. My son in law is six. He's been he's journeyman. He's been journeyman for about eight years, but. Yeah, he, he just basically everything he does is out of the high rises downtown. Did you know? Go ahead, sorry. But uh, he can go, to, he's marketable anywhere, actually. I say, you know why I don't yeah. come to interpretation for it? Wow. Maybe because I need to tell it to North It's supposed to be a Google campus. I'm going to have to do it. Go ahead, Gabriel. We'll see. There are really ripe ones, you had to get them immediately and, and slice them because it's like one of those things where you either do or die. But we got a discount price, smart guy, he can do it. Yeah, you know, whatever your company you. always over the overripes. Makes it more trivial. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got a half price. Gabriel, he's a trooper. You were going to say something. Good. He just doesn't like to take her medicine a lot of times. She tells me. Oh, do you guys watch that Torah family on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, we we don't watch a lot nowadays at all. For a family. I watched his uh, uh, teaching on his the other day. Yeah. Hey James. Um, anyway, uh, I just watched a couple of them today. I don't agree with and I, some and of the stuff he says. But his wife, Angela, was listening to a podcast, and it was this professor's psychologist or whatever Christian psychologist, and he was saying that the messianic movement is a hoax because they're getting too far into scripture and they're missing their mark. Too far into scripture? Yeah, which is opposite of what scripture says. Yeah. To meditate on the Torah. 
Yeah, and he went and did a really good job on using scripture to back up how he was wrong and how he missed some of the points. And they were like, they're really mad that their communities try to claim or do uh, Jewish traditional stuff, and uh, that they treat Christians as lawless, and that they're sinful because they're lawless. You're talking about the messianic movement. Not all of them are on the same page. There are differences in each community. Right, and he's, he explains that. He goes, just like how Christians have Baptists and Catholics and Lutherans. And well, the whole main thing with us is we don't like dispensationalism. The dispensationalism is a real error. Well, and we also believe in the law. Because we're, we're told to listen and obey to the law of Moses. Correct. And they, they said that they're... The, following the, the law truth, is following the traditions of Israel. Well, Get away from man, the yeah. man made not right. I think it's called. And it's an instant is what it's written. It's a two part series. No, actually, they're just angry because they're losing the, the 501c3 statuses. That's what's heard that. That's really when they signed up for that. That was a big contract with the Nazis. You should look at it. It's, a, it's called. Um, There's so many YouTube. really good people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jim Stanley's really good too. I like Jim Stanley. It's called Dangers of Torahism. And it's a made up word that this guy, this an apologist uh, attitude toward him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I like There's that. a two part system that he did, and I think he did a good job of pointing out. He pulled up a couple of bullet points that I don't, don't agree with. What channel is it? But. I'm going to look for it now. Torah family. Torah family? And didn't really help his case at all uh-huh. with it. Because, in, well, why I believe reading in all of Paul's stuff is you, guys you have to assume that he was correct in order to assume that he meant something different than what he actually said. Have you ever watched Triumph in Truth? Okay, Torah family, got it. No. He's a mega church pastor at one of the monster churches. Oh, good for him. And he realized that he he wasn't doing the Torah. Oh, yeah. And he completely flipped an entire mega church. So you said the Jesus of Torahism. That is awesome. Part one and part two. It's interesting. Like I said, I don't believe everything that he was saying in there. Like his, his description of sin is totally left field. But this guy apologized to the law. Simple as that. Well, not technically, no, because when a woman goes through her menstrual cycle and when she's clean, she has to go give a sin offering at the a temple. I don't even know if this is. Like, again, we talked about it last two weeks ago in Leviticus, I think. So I'm not clear on that myself. Same thing when a woman gives birth. She has to do the same thing. She has to go give two doves as a sin offering. It's not a sin offering. It's a clean. Can you send that video to me? This guy, he's really good. He just. I don't think you were able to make it to Alan's house. I think he, um, he had a word for it. Were you, were you able to the game? Alan's yes. Yeah. He was a no mega church guy. I think okay. he came to and he, rain. I think he came to um, be the Messiah. Apologized and no, confessed to his church that he had been not following the scriptures properly. I completely turned it around and it's strictly Torah. And he's good. He's very good. It's triumph in truth. Uh, Ministries? 
I've been listening to that uh, other one that you suggested, that Foreign Alliance uh, International. Uh huh. I listened to him. I got the app and I was checking them out. Yeah, he's pretty good too. Yeah. And he's got one sermon that says, so How does a mega there. church pastor convert to um, Torah? That's one of his first. What is it? Triumph and Truth. Oh. Yeah, that's the one Matt listens to all the time. Yeah, he's, he, he turned a, a church into a. a yep. A, into Torah. Really? Slow the process. Well, it was a, a mega church. Mm -hmm. no, no, I heard of the guy. I listened to him. He's hearing a lot of background. Is that Monty Judah? Is that going to get a lot of backlash? Mm -hmm. Is he getting a lot of backlash? Uh, Has been what? He's always been a Tory. He wasn't. No. I can't keep all these guys straight. He doesn't care. I have to actually look at him and hear him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I took a long break from Hey, James. I got to drive one of those Tundras down yeah. to Turlock and back. Yeah, I'm sure. That's an awesome yeah. truck. Yeah. Like one right parked park out of sand. You got two, 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 two or three, four thousand miles on it. You got a tundra? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What year? 2011. Double cab. He's got a 13. Mega cab. I've got it. Right. I shouldn't say I've got. I got, I got to drive a full cab. The one I drove was a was a a full cab. So the, the full rear doors. And then, uh, oh my gosh, it had a lot of power. It had so much torque. I thought it peeled out at every stop sign. Yeah, mine, I got a big bus for the And it sounds amazing. And I love how spacious it is. It's nice, it's a comfortable ride. I was racing around, around in it, around town. It had dual exhaust on it, so it sounded great. Beyond, beyond. Yeah. Like the uh, Jubilee. Blue Bean Project. Yeah. 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 Oh, I got to drive the truck down there with the flatbed, and then we put that truck on there. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful truck. We opened up the hood, it's all red and chrome and shiny, and I'm like, oh. It's a good hauler. What is the criteria of the If the bots are at over 15%, and like the truth media, they're showing over 15. They said, they said over 15. They're literally, they're like me and you, interfacing with you. You don't even know what's real or what's not. So, 10 solid. They come into a certain point 
to where it, it, it's, 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 it's not reality. Hey, Alan. Alan? Sorry, I don't I'm, yeah, you're good. Yeah. interrupt you, but did you bring the salad? Did the salad? Yeah. That's good. Thank you. That's a German potato salad. If we eat it warm. Oh, I can't eat it now. <laughs> Nine. We, we, we make German potato salad. I don't like I say cold. Nine do the salad. Cold, sweet, German uh, tart. I got it. I like it. You work during the week. Studying, studying, studying. So they IT. Yeah, that entails an enormous amount of study. That people who IT, they do IT, they understand. They get it. It's hard to imagine how much you study. This is not about you, it's about me. I was going to say, I was going to say, Another one. Um, Another it's, one. It's a nine millimeter. Like a, a right there. 
What it's brand? Be, it's gonna be um, HK. HK. It's gonna be hopefully if I do my if I do my season. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. See, it's split right down there. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence of doing the season. Like uh, I just had a pizza. And Jerome was laughing so hard, he was on the phone with somebody. He tripped through the stump right there. He tripped and fell on it. And he fell. It's like a bunch of drunk workers out there trying to do something. And the thing? I had a CCW a couple of years back. The thing about it is, you always carry it and you never use it unless you have to. You should get a micaroni for it. Turns it into an SMG, basically. Well, it's just now that I live in Amos camp and I'm not on property, like it feels silly having like a shotgun. Like I, I love having a foot object, but like I feel more appropriate having a handgun. <laughs> so I'm not like. Do you feel the need for carrying it around? Yeah, but a shotgun's more like to whom it may concern. Do you feel the need I know, right? Yeah. Do you feel like somebody carrying it around? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Just curious, because I have, I have home protection. I don't, I'm not having a No, but I'm just looking at it. I don't have, I have a lot, but I don't have a need to carry it around. Yeah. So if I was traveling across country, I would probably. That's the thing, it just depends on where I'm going. Yeah. I got two guns right here. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're, you're spending a dollar a bullet now. You got a CCW for them, or are they like, like, <laughs> yeah, I got a just letting off some steam in a minute. Yeah, probably, yeah. Nice you could go to uh, Switzerland and drive a tank, exactly and they'll let you drive a tank through an obstacle course, and then they will let you fire the tank. I think it's like 150 American US dollars a round. I don't know. And you can pick which tank you want to drive. All the way from World War One, the end of World War One. So where do you guys buy bullets nowadays? At the bullet store? Vegas. At the bullet store? Uh, you cross over the state dealers? No, I haven't yet, but my friends just went for it. Do you have something to get it for you? went to this yeah. warehouse full of ammo. I was like, give me some! It's like so cheap. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like Nevada's kind of the way to go. Yeah, I can you order them online and they'll just yeah. drop them at my doorstep. California, they think. I mean, that's just illegal. How about legal? Law Law enforcement. Enforcement. Oh. So Gary is now our source of ammo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can order, uh, there's 1,000 rounds of 9mm for $325. I got $325. I'll Delivered to my door. That's cool. Do they have to have special, like, signature and stuff like that? Or do they just leave it at the front door? I just leave it at the door. If you want it. Yeah. Unless you tell them not to. Yana, have you started working? Uh, can you spot? I have. Uh, it's not all the way done yet. Like, our, um, the major extra machine is still awaiting the recertification process, but wow. um, it's crazy. It's, it's getting there, yeah. But I've already seen some patients just the things. Okay, yeah. well I need to schedule my team. Okay. So I'll have to let you know. All the way if you can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you go to I can text you to if you go to like a holistic dentist, then just say request appointment. Yay. And then just enter in like your phone number. Wow. That's legit. Email Imagine 
Yeah. 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 So the drive from Seattle to you to get with your their teeth done? The guy, yeah, he said that he, um, the dentist over there that he talked to, they, the earliest they can get him in was September, and he didn't think the tooth was going to hold on until September. So I said, yeah, come on over. Was it not going to hold on until September? September. I must have been pretty bad access. Just, yeah. No, it, it had a little, yeah. I don't think she can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's confidentiality. She didn't mention his name, so that's still okay. So we were able to save the tooth, but like he is correct. If he let the process go on, and then that would not have been saveable. Okay. Man, driving down from Seattle. How do you fix them with that? Tom or root canal? A lot of elbow breaks. Um. Simple buildup. Okay, you guys don't know who it is or anything Okay, so so he had a tooth, and then he had an existing buildup that had failed, and so it was partially... But he got good treatment. And basically, so things were getting underneath, but it wasn't going to come out. Underneath is what? Underneath the buildup. Okay. So there's a tooth, a huge chunk of it's missing, there's a buildup. Okay. So there's, it's leaking, and there's a cavity underneath, so it keeps packing things, it keeps chipping away because there's nothing else holding in, it's just kind of like... Yeah, the things you get to see, man. It's like, so, you know, tearing the engine apart that hasn't been, you know, you don't know, hold maintain it. I don't know, I'm going to try it though, because normally, you know, like, and it keeps, just straight up the decaying process. You can't stop it, you can't clean it, you can't brush it, it's going underneath. So, take that out, clean everything out, put a new build up. We call that dirt. Okay, I'm good. Meanwhile, you can smell that decay. Ew! You know what? I was eating. It may look fine, but oh, it's keep working now. on them. <laughs> Yana, I was scheduled to get my periodontal surgery, and I went and showed up to the appointment, and then I was reading the consent forms, and then it talked about all nice. these risks, like, things that could happen to me. It's like, dumb things, oh, yeah? Yeah. like paralyzed yeah. face, and like all these yeah. crazy yeah. things, yeah. and I ended up leaving. <laughs> I couldn't do it! I just couldn't do it! Oh, when was that? Was like two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, but my uh, tooth got overheated. I almost overheated. Oh, okay. I just read it all that. I was like, I can't do this. There's gotta be a better way. Like, in my head, like, it's a $6,000 surgery. I'm gonna put it in. Wow. There's always those risks. They have to do it. I know, but I just, so I wanna try to find, like, a laser. Like, I heard they have laser therapy that you can do. Oh, one out. Oh, eight. What do you like? Yeah, it's similar, but you're flat. I've heard that it cannot always go as deep as you might need it to go. So we'll see. But I'm going to look into it. I'm going to get a second. Oh, we should get that one up thingy. See, it's a very expensive thing, and not very many people need it. Yeah. So that's, that's the question. Do you invest in something that's not That's why you charge yeah. 6000 bucks for it. <laughs> For what? Am I the accountant? No, I'm the I'm the one that charges people money and 
Open the door. And not blush about it. <laughs> I cannot charge people money. I cannot charge No, I, I had a hard time too. <coughs> it's going to be $750. Or, an, or a leg. That's your choice. Yeah, but then, she has a holistic center? But you know the guy drove off from Seattle. What do you charge him? Like a normal price? I don't think so. I mean, like, you know. Even more. No. You can't do that, though. You can't. How much the gas is is gonna cost him like an arm and a leg. Yeah, so he knew um, that though, so he was prepared to pay that. Well, he got a good deal. Him. He got a very good deal. I, regardless, he knew that. He knew he'd have to pay for it. He knew he'd have to drive down there. And he's from Seattle. He probably makes quite yeah, a bit of money. Because when I knew the price, he was a sure, you know. He was so happy to. Was he driving driving a Kia, a Ford, or a Mercedes? VW. Oh, he's woke. <laughs> he's like a BMW driver. No, BMW. BMW Jetta, I think. That's what they call me about working on a BMW. Did you work on BMWs? No. No, bye. I just need one of these things. Nope. Do you know anybody who will? Nope. Yes, you do. I was working on it. No, not for this job. You don't have the equipment for this one. You wanted the power steering pump replaced? And you can't just replace the power steering pump on those. You have to actually, you replace it and you have to put it on a, a vacuum and pressurize it. You can't just sit it on there and let it hope for the best. Kind of like their watery yeah. circulation. It's, you have to bleed it or it'll, yeah, it into yeah. the motor. it'll burn it up real quick. The, uh, um, and somebody and called me on there like, do you work on Porsches? And like an idiot, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Wait a Especially we love it when it's just done and then you just eat it. Somebody the bolter force and somebody the mechanic yeah, had long. used Allen's on it instead and rounded every one of the bolts. So I had to take a it fits a thirty five, so I took a forty and just hammered it into the head of the bolt and then used my impact gun on some extensions on high and just hoped for the best and it finally turned it folded out. I like, yeah, I did it. You How do you put it back in? He got a new bolt. Oh okay, good. I mean, now the old bolt is now set to a 40, no longer a 35. Yeah. When a bolt's are too tight, like on a um, transmission, uh -huh. that'll hammer them. Yeah, that's impact, up. yep. I have an impact gun that'll do that. Yeah, um, yeah it doesn't make sense, but it works, huh? Yeah, because uh, usually, because, you know, metal expands and contracts all the time, and moisture gets in those threads, and then they'll rust, and yeah. then they'll hold them in. Or they'll use Loctite on them, which is yeah. probably what's going on with that transmission. Yeah. And if they use red Loctite, you have to heat it up to get it off, or yeah. use a Milwaukee. And that, that, that bolt either coming out or breaking off. Yeah. I stopped working on my cars. When I started, stopped working on with my uh, 1986 uh, Dodge Van, straight six engine. It mm -hmm. lasted 250,000 miles, but they just. Replaced anything that needed water pumps or, you know, just Something general maintenance. I'd work on it no problem. I never felt intimidated by any of these computerized cars. Now I just say, I'm not going to mess with them. All these computerized cars aren't basic bad. stuff and that's it, you know. It's just cool. It's, well, they've got a tool that reads the, them and it helps a lot, but they're expensive. I just don't have the tool. Now you have the tool. Yeah, technically. I mean, it's in my possession. I haven't paid for it yet. <laughs> I didn't grab the charger though. Let me grab the charger. At that time, it's a really good truck. It's just it's a really, USB cable, right? Really well. Uh, they, they get the Durango on the. What are you doing for top notch? It's like this. Let me know. 
I need to find somebody and reset my idle on my Honda car. They don't they don't have an uh, idle adjustment on it, it's computer. Oh really? On your prelude? I need to know more about the interesting story. Yay, German Alright, so, let's see. Have you, did you guys watch the um, Parable of the Vineyard tour portion? Last night. You did? Yeah. I was watching my Saturday night. I mean, a Friday night. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. He does really good with the Apocrypha book with the Eagle Book of Enoch. Yeah. Book is way to the Book of Enoch. He goes into Ezra's too. I like that he went through Ezra's. I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, it's a chair right there. Yeah, like a chair right there. Leslie's not? Yeah, like it's nice. You're going to be leaving soon. Oh, God. Should I be joining us? Yeah. You guys want to grab those chairs and join us? Yeah, you guys can sit at the table because Leslie's not going to be here in June. Right now! Oh. Here, you want to sit here, young lady? It don't matter. I'm just being kind. I want to make sure you're I like these two old boys anyway. <laughs> that feels good. I'll get my keep it up a while. I don't have a partner here with me to the back of them anymore. It's been three and a half years. It's a tough life. Man. Not easy, man. Oh, here you go. Sorry, I couldn't leave the deep place. So I just like to. I You gotta make money, bro. That's what it's all about. I usually, I usually go to uh, First Fruits of Zion website and look it up there. Nice. Or I can just tell everybody. I haven't gone there yet. No, I figured you guys take care of Today is July 9th. We're starting in Numbers 191. Yeah, and the next one three guys. Three what? Three guys. So. Oh, it's like a cantina in there. <laughs> the water is all like. Um, Adam doesn't. He go. He doesn't go by the. This does he? He goes by his own little. I think he's one week off. Everybody. At least that's what I remember from last year. Uh, that'd be a lot. No, but thank you. Oh, uh, Numbers 19? Yes. Uh, uh, numbers 19, 1 to 22, 1. So basically 19, 20, and 21. You want a scripture? I have an extra one. Nah. Okay. 19, 21, that's it. 19, 1 to 22, 1. Uh, one, two, two, one, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Okay. Anybody wants to start? Go ahead. Bunch of eyes looking back. Okay, I'll I'll read. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe and Aaron, saying, "This is the statue of the law which." Yahweh has commanded, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, 
that they bring you an unblemished red heifer in which is no defect and upon which never came a yoke. And you shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and it shall be brought outside the camp and be slaughtered in his presence. Did they have red heifers a lot back then? Is that I only understand there's nine that have ever been uh, slaughtered in history. Hmm. It depends what you also consider a blemish, because as far as I understand nowadays, or maybe they were always like that, they would like study each hair of that heifer, and I'm exaggerating, but like pretty close to that, to make oh. sure that there is like not a single black or something here on it. Oh, see, I thought they were doing blemishes in like no scars or no like yeah. pimples or like oozing Defects. orifices on the animal or... And that's what I would go with. Uh, but I'm hearing that they actually went beyond that and started doing the magnifying glass to it kind of deal. Well, you have to have a lot of heifers in order to have them... That's why I'm asking that because if there was only nine and they're slaughtering one right here, we're down to eight right there. So. Well, I mean... Uh, and that's the nine throughout this... Uh, history, history, not just yeah. in just something I noticed is that you know whether when I talk about Noah being on the ark and God's destroying the planet, Noah was Tamim in his generation genetically pure, and then when it says oh he's morally pure, Tamim is morally pure. But from what I hear is that, that the red heifer is described in Hebrew as Tamim, which means genetically pure. So it's uh, from what I get, it's a genetically pure heifer. Like uh, no no genetic blemishes. Oh okay, so no like uh, so, yeah, so pretty cows. much like what he said, like pretty much no defects. Yeah, so like um, like all the rest of the cattle are like genetically corrupt from before the flood, as these uh, red heifers are supposed, perhaps uh, not corrupt like Noah was. You know, I'm not sure, but there's um. There's, it's a holy cow. Holy cow. Oh, I didn't know you were Hindu. Uh, Stephen Pigeon. Stephen Pigeon was doing the research on the red heifer, and they said that uh, uh, they were that the Israel was actually doing a genetic purification process of that red heifer. And then some people were questioning it, saying, "Well, is it actually synthetically, genetically modified?" The red heifer. The red heifer now. What's what's been going on? They said they already had have had the. I don't know if you've seen Dr. Stephen Pigeon. I have, and then I have his book, and then you know Alejandra that he, he was hosting with. Oh yeah. And then you, you ever watch that one where he did the where they had that one guy uh, Leland Jones was over there with that. Well, they were they they already have the temple underneath uh, the home <coughs> and all that other stuff. You know, the, Ezekiel says they say dig in that wall. Yeah. You go there, you'll see all kinds of stuff. Anyways, in part of that process, they were talking about the heifer and the, the Israel was genetically modifying it to try to get a pure red heifer. That was just kind of interesting of what he said about being pure. It wouldn't be pure if they were genetically modifying it. Right, so yeah, people yeah, are yeah. questioning that. So I don't know, I'm just throwing out some info. But you know, like, as, as, we, read, as we read the Torah, I don't believe in the third temple. They it just says that it's going to be yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. It just yeah. says that it needs to be uh, without defects. It doesn't say that the hair, all the hair needs to be combed and, and made sure that there's no not a black whisker on that thing. Yeah, that would narrow yeah. the right. availability so like, really, really low. If we're starting to, you know, go into genetics and, you know, having to use the equipment to actually test for the genes somehow, that's adding to the door. As far as I see this, just 
red pepper. Okay, that, that's a red pepper right there, good enough, you know? No blemishes, good enough. Fits the door. Well, the word blemish, like, people are supposed to bring back bites that were unblemished. Yeah. Flaws. Oh, yeah, so, no, not flaws. Well, like, when it talks about that, I think genetically pure, because I'm big in the Rob Ski, but we know the genetic miscegenation going on before the flood. And I assume that we're all really familiar with that, you know, like uh, how uh, that's why the flood came is to wipe the world clean of all yeah, the genetic abominations. So when they're trying to, you know, get unblemished sacrifices, I'm thinking genetically pure sacrifices. But how would you ensure that um, you're adhering to your own standards of genetic purity without equipment to test it? Well, I uh, see people back then, from what, see what I, a little bit I know is they're really deep in the bloodlines, right, in genealogies. And I, they probably had that so for the animals that, too, the sacrificial animals. You think they had a, a certificate for, for it kind of deal? No. Yeah. Uh, they the, came from the same fat family. I heard that uh, just today, I think it was, I was listening to, they said that the pillar of salt with uh, Lot's wife that was coming in there, one of the hypotheses was that she was turned to the pillar of salt because that they didn't want to Sorry. do any genetic modifications by bringing out the, the cells in there, that God did that to solidify it, that they're not going to utilize that DNA. Uh, there's a lot of... Do they still know where she's at? you seen Ron Wyatt? No, uh, you seen Ron Wyatt stuff? The kind of movie I've seen about it was pretty funny. Yeah, Ron Wyatt, Ron Wyatt actually found a bunch of that stuff, and they have some information about what the uh, uh, Gomorrah and uh, Sodom and the sulfur, and then there was a pillar out there too that they think yeah. it was... Yeah, one thing with that pillar is I think it was something like 10 feet tall. Mm, well, I don't know. I just throwing that out there. I just thought that that was interesting that Yah would actually that's why she died. turn the turn her into a pillar of salt <laughs> over DNA. I'm all like, uh, yeah. kind of makes sense. That's kind of logical. You know, Yah doesn't want them to read. Yeah, and you know, yeah, like, maybe the animals were on a certain line. Because they said it wasn't just about the heart, you know, she's looking back to Sodom and Gomorrah, looking back because of her heart, but there was more to it. I wonder if she had a corrupted bloodline, because you know what? Could she have some kind of, I guess, a nostalgic feeling of, of, of that connection by coming back? She may have had a corrupted bloodline. I, I think that's why that he started out with his daughters. It may just be a, a person. Her, her other children died in that thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. as a mother, it would be hard to like turn back to your children knowing mm -hmm. that they're dying right there. You well, I didn't know that they had other children that died. Yeah. Like, the, and, I knew about the two daughters. They and had then the two daughters sleeping with the... So they had like two young daughters that were the... Like, <laughs> what if and it's then just then a question of obedience? He said not to look back, don't look back. Everybody was supposed to be with the meats. And then Lot's supposed to be the, the, the what's the Lot's equivalent? Because they were saying that after the two daughters had slept with Lot, they were saying, yeah, well, that, that was after she died. But, like, yeah. the, the reason she died, you know, we're, we're thinking about genetics and that. What if it's just a matter of being, you know, like, with Adam, you know, don't eat of that tree, just don't eat of it, you know? Yeah. Here, don't turn back, please, don't turn back. Yeah, we should focus more on that than just focus on the cold side of it, I guess. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> she did not like What? She She's always like that to everybody. Yeah, she's highly suspicious. Said. She's very uh, alert of things. Yeah. And she's hitting that she age no where one. she. Yeah. <laughs> 
she's realizing she can turn it on and off. Yeah. She's being, uh, what do you call it, a half a year ahead of her, uh, what do you call it, you know, the terrible twos. Yeah. So she already started, but all our children did that. Had to work. Had to stay close to work. I could be wrong in that because it does say um, what lots why I've disobeyed. Okay, so verse uh, Genesis nineteen fourteen, and Lot went out and spoke unto his sons in law, which this one says, which married his daughters and said, up, oh, get you out of this place where Yahweh will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. When the morning arose and the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. So according to the KJV, it seems like he had sons-in-law, but then he had two daughters. Yeah. But according to the ESV, they say, which were about to marry his daughters. Betrothed. Mm. Right. So which one is it? So they were betrothed. Being betrothed is pretty according much a done deal kind of deal. According to ESV. So if they were betrothed, then he could have just had the two daughters, and so all their family could have left. Mm. However, if he literally had those sons-in-law, which Sianna, NKJV seems like. Don't break it. I'm just sharing something that's just a KJV. Talking with Patrick and talking to a few of the brothers uh, about, um, I was listening to your brother, the FAI, the Foreign Alliance and, and International, and they were saying that the KJV is, is corrupted and that we should be using, I have Strong's and I won't use it again. They said to use Young's um, uh, components. See, I think all of them have issues, and the reason for that is in order for them to be copyrighted, every tenth word has to be different. Correct. So I even if, yeah. let's say, if there was like this, that was like a literal translation, if one of them had like, you know, this and the other one had that, they couldn't both have this the right thing. So both of them would have to put in an extra word or take out a word or change a word, which is, I think, completely crazy. Like, yeah. how do you put a copyright on something and say you You're have to change every tenth word? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with just the books, the Bibles, right? So it's, it's the same principle. With Every other ten word, they got to change it. For the Bible, ten words. Yeah, and they got to word. But they said they use the not the Strong's, but use Young's and Billinger's. And I like the Billinger's just because that's the one that had the the uh, the idioms that I was telling you guys about. I showed you that book, so I, I was looking for it. I found the Young's, but I haven't been able to find. But even then, for Strong's to have been copyrighted, they would have had to have every tenth word different from KJV, from NKJV, from ESV. Well, that's like uh, what they were discussing too. Was uh, uh, I can't remember exactly the that we're talking about forever. How Yah is forever, right? But for us, forever is different. It's, an, it, it's, a, it's a limited age. But for Yah and how you were using it, they said the Strong's will help you get there, but we still need to do a word study for ourselves to get deeper. It, 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 the, I'm just sharing that the Strong's is meeting me, maybe a third of the way, not all the way. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I only have one. I only have one. 
Well, we got to do more homework. We can't just rely on Stroms, and then they're they're manipulating us because they were showing that the FAI was showing the Stroms, and they were doing the contrast between Youngs in there, and it showed how corrupt KJV is. I'm like, oh wow, that's a lot, dude. That's facing the word of God with the, the guy. So if the KJV is that the same as the New King James, like they're both messed up? Yeah, they're. I don't. And and who those guys were are basically Catholicism at its core with the yeah. with the with the King James, right? Which was the name of the James. Was <laughs> like that 1611 or? Yeah. Oh, they All right. They said 45 guys written the King James. 45. There's been a lot of erasing and copying machines. Mm -hmm. All right, where are we at? Uh, verse 5 or 6, which one? I'll start with 5. And the, and the heifer shall be burnt in his sight, its hide and its flesh and its blood with its refuse shall be burnt. And the priest shall take cedar wood and savory and scarlet. What is savory? Yes, it's it. Oh, and scarlet, and cast it into the midst of the burning of the heifer. And the priest shall wash his clothes, and bathe his body in water, and afterward come into the camp, and the priest shall be unclean until evening. And the one who burns it shall also wash his clothes in water, and bathe his body in water, and shall be unclean until evening. And a man who is unclean, oh sorry, and the man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and deposit them outside the camp in a clean place. And the congregation of the sons of Israel shall keep it as, as water to remove impurity. It is a sin offering. How can they keep ashes as water? Oh, so uh, I mentioned this before, but if uh, somebody didn't... No, like the ashes to be used as a soap. So maybe that's mm -hmm. that's what they were using it for. Uh, verse number ten. And the one who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening, and it shall be a perpetual statute to the sons of Israel and to the proselyte who sojourns among them. And the one who touches the corpse of any dead man's soul, he will be unclean for seven days. And he shall purify himself on the third day and on the seventh day, and he will be clean. And if he does not purify himself on the third day and on the seventh day, he will not be clean. Anyone who touches a corpse in the soul of a man who has died, and does not purify himself, defiles the temple of Yehovah. And that soul should be cut out from Israel, because the water of impurity was not sprinkled on him, and he shall uh, he shall be unclean, his uncleanness is still on him. And this is the law, when a man dies in a tent, everyone who comes into the tent, and everyone who is in the tent, shall be unclean for seven days. And every open vessel which has no covering and tie on it shall be unclean. And anyone who is in the open field touches one who has been slain with a sword or who has died naturally, 
or a human bone or a grave shall be unclean for seven days. So I got that, a stupid question. What? Stupid question. Only stupid. I never really thought this through, but when they're unclean, what have they lost? <laughs> the access to the temple. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Because okay, they, they, even they, earlier we read it that you know, the unclean person will defy the temple so they cannot walk so, in. So, out in John Q. Public, it's not any different. It's just for the temple. Yeah. Okay. So, being unclean in itself is not a sin because even Jesus or Yeshua was unclean at some point. Okay. Uh, if he had walked into the temple while unclean, then he would have been transgressed. I forgot that. Yeah. So if they were not in a temple, they were like in the desert sanctuary, they referring to the desert sanctuary? Uh, I think so. In this context, yes. So that's the verse 13. It defiles the temple of Yahweh because they didn't have a, a you know, the built temple. It was just a tabernacle. Yeah. So that seems to me that even walking to a graveyard makes you unclean, right? Well, now why they painted the tombs that they walked through in the cast, why they call them white walk tombs? They painted them white. So they, they wouldn't touch them. You think? Yes. Yeah, one of the explanations I heard. The priests would make their way, they would paint those white. That's why you should use the word you guys are just white washed tombs and you're empty. Dead man bones. There's a lot of similes there. Alright. Seventeen. And for the unclean person. What? And for the unclean person. And they shall take some of the ashes of the burnt purification from the sin offering, and they shall add on it living water into a tool. And a clean person shall take savory and dip it in dip it in the water, and sprinkle it on the tent, and on the tools, and on the souls who were there, and on the one who touched the bone, or one slain or the one dying naturally or the grave. Oh, this is where the Orthodox have that idea of sprinkling water, holy water upon things. Yeah, right? <clears throat> and the clean person shall sprinkle on the unclean on the third day and on the seventh day. And on the seventh day he shall purify him. And he shall wash his clothes and bathe in water, and shall be clean by the by evening. And the man who is unclean and does not purify himself from uncleanness, that soul shall be cut off from the midst of the assembly, because he has defiled the temple of Yehovah. The water of impurity has not been sprinkled on him; he is unclean. So that to me um, also adds to that uh, question. What happens? So basically, being unclean is not a sin, but like you need to strive to be clean. So that was a responsibility of a person to approach the priest or whatever, and whoever was in charge, and have that water purification sprinkle on them. And if they were not diligent to do that, then they get cut off. So there is there is a greater degree of being unclean. Um, Twenty-one, and it shall be a perpetual statute for you. All and he who sprinkles the water 
for impurity shall wash his clothes, and he who touches the water for impurity shall be unclean until evening. Interesting. And anything that the unclean person touches shall be unclean. And the person who touches it shall be unclean until the evening. Somebody touches the water? Yeah, it seems the like the, 